Welcome to another edition of the Thirsty Mom Podcast, powered by Thirst. I am your host, Lori Thompson, and today I'm here with Brooke Romney. Brooke, welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here with you. I am so glad that you're here. So we're in the Mill Creek location, so there's going to be a little bit of noises. Actually, Rachel, will you tell them to turn the radio down a little bit? I'm like, it's extra loud right now. (laughs) So the first question I need to ask you, Brooke, is what are you drinking? So I have Miss Abby. I'm not a big soda drinker, but I do. Um, it's like a fruity water and not sugar-free because I don't like anything sugar-free. <laughs> so I basically got a sparkling water that probably is just the same as drinking a soda. How's that? But you know what? <laughs> I like the sparkling water because it does taste like soda without yes. all the extra calories. But I, you like that bubbly, huh? Yeah, I love oh, the bubbly, the man. fruity. And I think it has coconut cream, and I'm a huge fan. So Awesome. And yeah. this is your first time to thirst? Yes. Welcome. I know. I live in Davis County, so we don't have one up there. Ethan, Rachel, get on this. There you go. We need another location. Davis (laughs) Davis County. County. We have, that's right. Okay. The Bountiful is opening. There we go. Now I can And get, it's just for you. Now okay, I can Brooke? get Miss Abby. There we go. <laughs> it's going to be the thirst powered by Brooke. There we now. go. I'll take it. <laughs> Anyways. Okay. I am so glad that you're here. This is the first time I'm actually meeting you. So yes. I was telling the others that I'm like, oh, well, like, yeah, I totally know Brooke. Then I'm like, well, wait a minute. I haven't actually met you. And that's what's so weird nowadays. Like, it's I feel so like funny. I know all these people from Instagram or social media. Yeah. So it's. So nice to finally meet you. I know. It's so fun. <laughs> I feel like seeing you enough on Instagram, I feel like I know who you are right. and, and how you are, right. but it's fun to see it, it in is. person. It is. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about you. Like, where are you from? Married? Children? A little bit of that Sure. Stuff. Okay. So I actually grew up in Sandy, um, and after we got married, um, we moved all over. We moved like Washington DC, then we moved to Arizona, then we moved to Michigan, um, and then we came back to Utah eight years ago. Why are you moving all around? Um, Work and school. Okay. So um, work for both of us, school for my husband, and we've lived now in Kaysville for eight years and absolutely love it up there. That's great. And what are your kids' names and ages? So Jace is my oldest, he's 18. Parker is 16, James is almost 15, and then Pierce is nine. Oh my gosh. Boy mom, boy yes, mom. All boys. Love it, Loving love it. it, love it. Yeah. So what does your husband do for a living? So he is actually the chief people officer of a company called Embark. Okay. Which does financial services for other companies. So. Nice. Okay. Yeah. And now more importantly, all about you. Yes. I love following you. I mean, because, I mean, even if you had girls, the information and the tips that you give are awesome. So last night we were like scrolling through to your Instagram, like the very, very beginning of your Instagram, like before the tip Tuesdays and before (laughs) all of this. So I want to go back to the very beginning you have, and I don't remember how many, maybe you had all four then. Like, why did you start? I I know you're on social media just as a mom, but why did you start focusing more on coaching and uplifting and just supporting and that. Sure. Okay. So, um, I started writing and that's what I've always loved to do. And when I had a blog for a little while, I wrote for newspapers back when people wrote for newspapers. Um, and then when, when newspapers kind of went out, then I started a blog and it was just a family blog, just kind of something to keep me writing. And then when Instagram came, um, it was a really great opportunity for me to keep writing. Um, I started writing some things in in Michigan. I had a blog called mom explores Michigan. And I was kind of doing like the mom thing, you know, like showing people where to go and how to like Like have fun with your kids. So I was doing that. Um, but when I moved to Utah, I realized other people were doing it really well and I was not doing it as well. (laughs) And so, um, I wanted to 
let them, you know, keep doing that so well. But what I really loved was writing. And I remember writing, um, I wrote a post and it was the first thing that I'd written that was really like from my heart. And it was called why we're taking the fun out of life. And I'd never written anything on my blog that was personal. And I actually didn't have a very thick skin. So that was a little hard for me to like put myself out there like that. And I published it and it um, got a lot of attention and ended up being republished um, in quite a few newspapers in the Deseret News. Oh and then um, that opened the door for me to write quite a bit for the Deseret News for a while and doing op-eds for them. And then um, I started being a little bit more regular on my Instagram and I had a lot of fun with that. Um, I realized like my kids were a little older and I wasn't going to be, I actually was a hor I'm a horrible photographer. I don't make things look cute ever. And so I was like, I don't know that I really have a place on this app, but, um, I thought the information I was getting out was yes. worthwhile. And so I just kept doing it even though nobody was reading it <laughs> except like mom and a couple friends, but I just kept putting out information and things that I thought were important. And it's been really interesting over the past couple of years. I think people are coming to Instagram for like uplifting ideas and yes. information information and ways to maybe better themselves. And so even though I don't have pretty pictures or anything worth <laughs> looking at, usually the ideas there are worth people like coming and reading. So. Absolutely. And, and I totally agree. There's a lot of times that people just are posting pictures of their life that, you know, for their mom and grandma or whatever. Yeah. And then there's people are needing more of that positivity, the more uplifting, the more everything that you were just mentioning, which I totally agree with and I totally love. So when you were posting these things, mm -hmm. you got contacted or you contacted the news station. Like I noticed that you're with, is it Fox News? Now I can't remember which news. Um, I've been on like quite a few things. I'm not like contracted with anyone, but if there's an idea that seems interesting that they want to get out to their viewers, sometimes they'll have me come on and talk about it like on Studio 5 or... Um, I've been on Fox a couple of times and Good Things Utah, but yeah, it's just, it's fun that when there's an idea that feels important, that there's a lot of different ways to get that, to reach the people that might need it in their right. lives. So. so is it harder when you're on camera versus, you know, writing your cute little post and just send on Instagram versus now you're the face of uplifting and positivity <laughs> and mom life? Like, how has that changed? Like, some um, people don't like that. So my first love is writing and that's where I feel most comfortable yeah. but I also love being able to just spread good things whenever I have the opportunity so I did sort of have to get over myself and like you know I don't always have the right thing to wear and like my hair is getting thinner and I'm getting <laughs> wrinkles and you know all those things and really just focus on what the message is and that's what's most important about who I am and so it's a little more comfortable behind a screenwriting, but I also really enjoy every opportunity I have to share that something is so good. That's great. I so. love it. So, when did you come up with the idea, or how did you come up with the idea of that Team Tuesday? So, Team Talk Tuesday, um, I started a couple of years ago, and what I realized was as my kids were getting older, we were having the exact same conversations over and over. Hey, how was school? good. You know, who did you sit with at lunch? What, it, it was just, and I have all boys and they're just not that interested in providing a ton of information for me. Right. Like that is not an interesting conversation <laughs> for them. And so one day we were in the car and we were talking about a court case, um, an affirmative action court case. And my kids like really jumped in and started giving their opinions and thoughts. And I was like, oh, there is something wow, in there. Like, right? <laughs> maybe I was just talking about the wrong things. Yeah. And so um, I started just trying to find interesting like newspaper articles, stories, current events that my kids might engage in. And then 
as I was doing that, I thought maybe other families would enjoy this or it might help them connect with their kids or allow their kids to have like deeper, better conversations. And so I started just sharing those with other people. And um, that kind of brought me a lot more people who are interested in teen topics. And I remember when I had my first kid who was a teen, um, it was really difficult and I felt really alone. And there was parents like talk all the time about their toddlers, but they right? don't talk about their teens. That's what I was going to say. There's a, there, it's a whole different life from newborn and to toddlers when they're in elementary school. Yeah. And then when they are teens, it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You cannot do or say or treat them the same. It's a completely different world. Yeah. And then there's no one to go to. There's no friend that's telling you like about the hard stuff she's going through because they're trying to respect the privacy of their teenager and you know, all right. these things. And I'm sitting there just completely floundering with all these problems and all these questions. And there are aren't people that are like chatting about it. No one is posting about it on Instagram because you know, no one wants to act like things aren't going awesome. Right. They have a perfect life or to out their child. Right. Either. Like it's right. just, it's just like not right. appropriate, you know, sometimes to post about that. And so after like going through my first teenager and we had like lots of ups and downs, I felt really compelled to be able to share the reality of it there's good, there's bad, there's hard, um, and share it in a way that was respectful to my kids. It helps too because I have three teenagers, so a lot of times if I'm talking about a situation, you're not sure which teenager we're talking right? about, you know? But um, Do they ever have to approve anything that you're saying? Like, do you're like, can I say this? So or I try to not make so it, I, yeah, I just try to make it not personal. Okay. Um, and more than anything, just like sharing what I've learned as a parent, less about them it's them. more about because honestly I don't know if you've found the same thing but if you want to love your kids and enjoy them like it's really about you Absolutely. and a lot less about them and so just some of the things that I've learned along the way of being able to separate myself from exactly what's going on or what's happening in their lives or how much they're achieving or how they're comparing to the you know the kid next door right and just really trying to share that with other people and also just give them a pat on the back and let them know like, yeah, things aren't always great. Sometimes things are really hard and that's actually the way that our life is meant to be. And so it's how we deal with those things. Well, and that Teen Talk Tuesday has been so successful. Like I look forward to that. Like sometimes I'm like, oh, it's Tuesday. Like I have to like find, like scroll through until I find yeah. what your topic is. And like I said, last night going through them, I'm like, because I just started following you probably a year and a half or so right, ago. Right. So I'm like, there's so many that I have missed. So I was going through and I love, I love how you don't just focus on the fluff. You don't just focus on the good and the positive and the wonderful, which yeah. a lot of life is that. Yeah. But there's also some struggles or some hardship or some yeah. just harder times or harder topics to discuss with your kids. I know a lot of times my kids are like, like I'll post something, try to be more vague, but something important. And they're like, who are you talking about, mom? Which, which kid are you talking about, mom? Like, right. I'm like, I'm just, you know, in general, because right now I'm going through this, but it's just, it's, it's fun and it's interesting, but we learn more and grow more because they're just these unique individuals that are just, it's just so different than when they're younger and smaller. Yeah. And I think one of the things that I really try to help my kids understand is that there's nothing wrong with weakness and there's nothing wrong with struggle. Everyone has it. It's part of our lives. It's actually like, who we are intrinsically, intrins intrinsically, like I have good things, I have bad things, right. I have things that are 
I'm great at, I have things that I'm horrible at. And like, as we embrace our whole selves, it's actually not embarrassing that you're having a hard time with something. It's yeah. just, it's just who you are. It's just life. And other people have hard times with other things. And the beauty of that is we don't all struggle with the same thing. We don't all struggle at the same time. And so we can use the times when we're up to lift each other and the times when we're down to be able to um, ask for help and rely on each other and like form deeper relationships because I of it. I love that because especially nowadays, there's so much helicopter parenting and my kid is perfect and kid you have to be perfect at this <laughs> to be able to get into this college or to do this whatever sport and so I love that you're like it's all right like it's yeah. okay to be okay at that or to not be good at that or whatever it is like it's so good as parents letting our kids know because when we send them out in the real world their professor at college like we were just talking about before we got on uh they don't care <laughs> they don't yeah. care if you have your assignment turned in or yeah. your boss doesn't care if your mom says you're going on vacation with them like little things <laughs> like they don't care about stuff like that like they got to learn on their own which i think is so powerful it really is and just allowing them the space to do that and then also knowing that they're loved no matter what the outcome is yes. so there's always a safe place um like I'm here for it all. Like I'm here for the good time. I'm here for the bad time. Um, and just knowing that there's like that soft place no matter what happens, but also like I really love to be able to celebrate the good yeah. stuff. And one of the things that I've learned, like I'm a little more of like a lower key person in general where it's like, like I've got a lot of energy, but I don't, I don't make a big deal like about holidays and all that stuff. And what I realize is even if I don't do that, I need to make a big deal about people. So like when that they have awesome. wins, like, I got to celebrate that. Whether that seems like a big win in an adult eye, it doesn't matter. Like if they were, if they accomplished something, if they did something, you so know, bad. if somebody shares like a compliment with me about one of my kids, like 100%, I'm going to let them know. Like it's so important that they are being built by someone who also knows all their faults and weaknesses and loves them anyway. Oh my gosh. I love that. That alone is so powerful. I love that. Love that. So you went to school, mm -hmm. you graduated in writing. Just in English. Just in English. Yeah. So you mm -hmm. always wanted to be a writer. Yeah. I mean, I was actually pretty open. I worked for um, a congressman first and thought maybe I'd want to go into politics or PR or something like that. And then, you know, you just, it's another thing I love teaching my kids. Like just be open to possibilities. Just and be it's open. Okay. It's changed. Totally. And, yeah. Don't just don't burn bridges. Don't close doors and just be open to what happens next. Yes. And that's what I was able to do. I never really thought that I would be like a writer. I thought maybe it'd be cool to write a book, but I think like 90% of the population thinks it'd be cool to write a book. So <laughs> I don't think I, I am was, one of those right? people. Like, yes, I think that would be cool. Everyone thinks it'd be cool to write a book. Um, so it was never like this, like prescribed path. Um, but I just sort of took the opportunities as they came and just tried to do the best with my life and the stage that I was in and um, some really cool things have happened that maybe like are a little bit more visible for me but I know that like success is very different for a lot of people and sometimes that success is much quieter that no one sees but right. it's just like feels really fulfilling so I just try to help them understand that like not all success is on a stage um, that like when you're fulfilled personally that's when success happens whether it comes in money or fame or whatever you're thinking is yeah. typical it's it's not it's really different. what matters yeah. yeah oh my gosh I love that so when do you you get I know that you wrote a book and we're gonna talk about that in a minute actually two now but do you go and do speaking at different engagements like Time Out for Women or at schools or at colleges like yeah. do you do any oh so you do do that yeah oh my gosh I didn't know that about yeah. you so tell me how you got into that so um Time Out for Women I actually started a couple years ago and I 
they saw me speaking at like a BYU women's oh conference. Gosh, that's so great. And they were familiar with the work that I'd done for Deseret News and asked if I would be interested, which was absolutely like a dream come yes. true for me. Um, I was nervous. I felt like less capable than everyone else. And to be honest, like when I went to get on the stage for the first time, I was like, what in the heck am I doing? I do <laughs> not belong are, I've here. Been there. There's a lot of people there. Well, and, and not only that, but the people that were coming before me were like excellent and extremely educated and, and had, Wilcox and had all, books. Yeah, all and, these, oh yes. Gosh, and yes. so really like, <laughs> I wondered what in the world I was doing oh, there man. with those people. Um, and it was so sweet. A girl sitting right next to me could tell that I was about ready to throw up. I was actually the last speaker. So I'd spent all day listening to oh, my like goodness. excellent, excellent people. And she leaned over next to me and just, she just said, um, just be yourself. That's why you're here. And like, I just have remembered that message for so long because I think if we could all just remember like, just be yourself, that's why we're, that's why you're here, you know? Oh, I love that. And it's like, I wasn't like, I was being my best self. Like we can be our best self. Like I was prepared, yes, I was ready, yes. I put in the work and we can be our best self and that's why we're here. Um, I wasn't being asked to be Brad Wilcox or Emily Freeman. Right, like right. I was there because I'm me and you know, wherever you are, you're there because you're you and you bring your best self and that's exactly what's needed. That could be like a tattoo. Like I'm not, I don't have any tattoo, but I'm like, that could be a there saying. You go. Like, that is a good, that is a powerful saying. So do you now enjoy speaking or would you rather write books? Like what? Or um, maybe a little bit of both. I love both. Um, yeah. When you write even on Instagram, so like there's so little like human connection that yes. ends up happening. I mean, I love like the comments and I feel like it's funny. My, my husband's, I'll say like, Oh, so my friend. And he's like, is this a real friend or an Instagram friend? <laughs> yes, that's what my husband said. I'm like, my best friend just said this. Uh, have you ever met? Yeah. No, but we I'm like, but I know her and like we've messaged <laughs> yes. and like her kids are going we through a really a hard time. Yes. Anyway. So, um, <laughs> I think there's something like really beautiful about true connections that can be made on social media, but there's nothing like a personal connection right. when you see face someone face. and face to face and talk and, and even like being able to see a reaction in, in an audience as opposed to writing something and like you're waiting to see if anyone reads it or cares about it. So I really like both things. Um, I think probably my talent lies most in writing, but I'm grateful for the opportunity to develop something new too. That's awesome. So yeah. tell me about your first book. When did you write it? Why did it, why? Like okay. where did it come from? Sure. So um, my first book is I Like Me Anyway, yes. Embracing Imperfection, Connection, and Christ. And it was published in October last year, October of 20, what was that? 2020. 2020. Yes. <laughs> October 2020. That darn 2020 year. Right? Ugh, How can I forget? That was the best thing that came out of 2020 was your book. For me, for sure. <laughs> um, so I published it in October of 2020 and um, I'd been thinking about writing something for a couple of years and had a lot of ideas and I just wasn't quite sure how I was going to put them all together and earlier that year I had been speaking at something on a specific theme and all of a sudden everything like how to weave everything together oh came gosh. to me um I was I there was a company that wanted me to write something and so I gave it to them to see if they were interested um, they actually weren't interested in the book. So I ended up self-publishing. Oh my so. goodness. Good for you. Yeah. So I was about to ask you who your publisher was. Just me, Brooke Romney Wright. Oh so my gosh. It was, um, it that's was, a whole other world right there. Yeah. It was a ton of work, like way more than I thought. Like I was glad that I developed a thick skin over the last eight years oh of writing. Gosh. Um, but it's been a huge blessing so to where me. Where were you and what was that topic that made you think that's the path? 
Um, the topic that they wanted me to speak on was the woman with the issue of blood from the Bible. Oh my goodness. And just like a short scripture um, from the Bible that they wanted me to speak on. And it was really interesting because when they asked me to speak, I was like, I actually don't have time to do this. This isn't going to work out. And I did everything I could to get out of it. And then I just felt this guilt, like I should do it anyway. So I finally was like, actually I can do it. Oh and, my um, gosh. If I wouldn't have done that, right, my book wouldn't have happened. And so it's such a really, it's such a great example to me of like taking opportunities and saying yes. I know there's a lot that can be said for saying no, and I absolutely agree with a lot of the saying no stuff. But um, if you're looking for connection, opportunity, and growth, I think the best word you can say is yes. And I spent a lot of years saying a lot of yeses, and now it's time for me to say some nos too. Yes. Um, and we've got to know that about ourselves. Right, right. But um, I think sometimes we focus a little too much on the no and not quite enough on the yes. But how so. amazing is that journey? Like you're not, you're a writer, you kind of do some public speaking and it's a public speaking event that helps you come full circle yeah. to write or be inspired. I'm sure you would have been inspired some other way, but how great is that? Yeah, it was, it was really incredible. And then just the writing process and all the people along the way that were so willing to help and guide and mentor. Um, I had a lot of editors and just a lot of kind people that were willing to take a chance. So on editors are as your friends? Cause you know, I'll I, sell. Okay. So you no, did. I paid. Yes. Paid. So it's a very expensive process. If you don't have a publisher, I was say, how do you do yeah, all this? This so is amazing. It was really just like a leap of faith. And I just crossed my fingers that I'd be able to at least make the money back. That was all I was hoping oh, to do. Goodness. And so, um, but it's been a really incredible opportunity. So, so what did your husband and children think of when you're like, guess what? Mom's writing a book. They, well, my husband's always been super encouraging, like definitely like more of the pusher for me to like do more, try more, like get out there. And I'm a little bit more of the realist. So he's a dreamer and I'm a realist. Nice. So we're a good combination. Um, my kids were just kind of like, so why is the house always a mess and why don't you ever cook dinner anymore? <laughs> Mom's busy. That, okay, we got no. Yeah. Oh my so gosh. It was really fun though to have them be at my book launch party and for them oh, to kind of see neat. what all of those no dinner nights were for. Oh my goodness. Um, so that was a really big payday. My son who's in college is actually hilarious and he's never like reposted anything I've done, but I did write a letter to upcoming college students and when he posted it, his tag was, so I guess my mom's a writer with the shrugging shoulder thing. <laughs> Oh so children that was they keep, they definitely keep me humble but he makes me laugh it's just it's fun because I'm just like I'm just their mom who's plenty annoying plenty of times and loves them all the time so yeah that is so great I love yeah. that it reminds me just a quick little story Kristen Andrus one of my good friends she she's always on the news showing different yes. recipes so she videos herself she's on in her living room showing herself and she's like look kids and like she shows no kids in the house. Like the kids are behind her playing there. She's like, they could care less. But they just don't care. They, they just don't care. Like, of course they care and they love her right. and support her, but they're like, that's what my mom does. Like she's just, just right. That's so funny. And like my younger kids don't have any social media. And so my 16 year old's like, Hey, so so-and-so's mom knows you, you know, <laughs> so yes. he doesn't even get what I do. So sometimes I'll just like screenshot something oh I've written. Gosh. So he just can stay in the loop. But <laughs> so yeah, funny. I love that. So tell me a little bit about your book. The, this one. First. I like me anyway. Yes. Um, so, you know, I feel like the subtitle really describes it the best in embracing imperfection, connection in Christ. Spent a long time thinking that there was like a specific way I needed to be and a person I needed to be um, hiding like any weaknesses and went through like a really humbling process to understand that who I am 
weaknesses are just part of me and some of the best parts of me yeah. and why people connect with me and you know and same thing with people in general yes so writing a lot about just embracing those imperfections and being okay with it and then connection like I'm big on connecting with people like that's how I am energized that's how I feel loved and especially as our worlds become more digital I find so many people are missing that real life connection so writing yes. a lot about connection and then for me Christ is central to all of the things um, feeling good about who you are as an imperfect person and having the ability to connect um, I just couldn't write a book without him in there right so. no and I love that because I think it's so important um, because everyone tries to like put up a front like if you look at people's Instagram they have literally a perfect life yeah when obviously they don't but it's I love when it. people share whatever postpartum depression or my son vaped or this or whatever LGBT like whatever it is yeah. I love when people are brave especially nowadays to voice something because there's always somebody else that's going yeah. through something. I remember just a little while ago, I was out to dinner with the girls and one of my friends that always has, you know, this great facade, you know, just broke down and she just said this, this thing. And I'm like, girlfriend, I just went through that yesterday. Like, I'm like, I totally. promise you're okay. Like, yeah. this is going to be okay. It's a stumbling block, but it's a blip like right. in your whole life. So I appreciate that. And also agree with, you know, Christ centered of everything. So I love how you put everything in together Thanks. that's amazing yeah so it, it launched in october. october yeah and how it's how's it doing how this sells it's going really well oh my gosh yeah. it's so great and I'm i thrilled. do there's random people that i don't follow that i can see reposting stuff and i was like oh my gosh like yeah. i love that it's like out there on social media yeah. a lot so that's great it's and now you're great. working on a new book yeah so it's actually in print um it's at the printer now oh my goodness so it's 52 modern manners for today's teens oh i love that idea yeah so um if people follow me like i do yes. a tip every Friday about just like something teens should know. And what I've realized raising teenagers, and you've probably realized the same thing. So because of cell phones, they're not observing the world like they used to. Like we were, we observed the world. There was yeah. nothing else for us to do. Right. And so they're not observing the world like people used to. And so as parents, we take for granted that they understand a lot of these things and they don't. Yes. They also have a lot of norms um, that they need to understand like digitally that we never had to figure out. Right. And so as I've had more kids, I've started realizing, okay, I maybe need to let you know that this is not okay. It is not okay to take a group message of all of your friends and kick one person out of the group message and start messaging only nine people instead of 10. That's not cool. Don't do that. That's not being inclusive. And that has happened that several times. Yes, I know exactly That what is you're not saying. being a good friend. <laughs> so a lot of times, though, what I've realized is kids don't realize that something is wrong. Right. For instance, you walk into someone's home. It's really, you can't assume that their home rules are the same as your home rules. I have a family full of boys. We've had to be a little more low key, but I want my kids to be respectful when respectful. they walk into home and say, mm -hmm. like, hey, is, do you, would you like me to take off my shoes? Is it okay for me to take food into... Like your family room, would right. you like it to stay in the kitchen? You know, like don't lay on somebody's decorative pillow, like <laughs> little things that maybe are okay where we are, but might not be okay for someone else. And right. just what I've realized is this helps them with their confidence because when you show up in the world, like you know what's going on, you feel really good about yourself. You get a lot of positive reinforcement yeah. and it's easier for you to show up that way. It doesn't mean they'll always do it, but I really think like in the back of their mind, it's like, 
okay, like if I need to make a good impression, if I'm going over to my girlfriend's house, you better believe I'm going to say hello when I walk in the door instead of walk by the adults and go down to the basement, <laughs> right. right? So there's just a lot of things that I've found like kids really need reminders of. Yes. And so this book has 52 tips, one each week. It's actually like on a little triangle display. So oh, you can cool. put it I up in your it. house. You can have it for people to see if your kids don't want to discuss it. It's on the breakfast table, so you might as well everyone, read it. You know? it. I love and then that you switch idea. it each week. And I've just had a lot of success from parents and kids starting conversations, having these conversations. And sometimes they're like, wow, my child doesn't know that you should say goodbye at the end of a phone conversation. Oh my gosh. I should yes. probably tell them, like, yes. before they start working with clients and employers, <laughs> that you say, thanks for calling, goodbye. <laughs> and not just, not yes. just hang up on oh you. Oh my gosh. So, so I just feel like it's really useful. It. Parents have really like responded well to it. Oh, absolutely. Um, and so I'm excited for it to get out. Honestly, like as much for my family as anyone else's because that reinforcement is so necessary. Yes. And I've got a nine-year-old. I'm like, let's start now. <laughs> well, and I think a lot of people, like you said, parents don't even realize that they are not learning these basic yeah. things yeah. that they need to learn in the real world, right. which is so important. So who's your publisher for this? Or you're just in So the I published it again. Oh my gosh, you yeah. are so, so I'm excited. Yeah, I actually really love the self-publishing process now that all now the that learning you know. curve is gone. Um, <laughs> it's like when someone builds a house. There's all yeah. these little tweaks, but then the second house, they've got you it. You got it. Yeah. Oh my so I'm publishing it again. So it's oh available on Amazon for order. So, wow. Yeah. And so when does that launch? Are you having... So it should be out October 15th, but people are pre-ordering pre -ordering now. now. Yeah. Okay. And say the name of it one more time. It's called 52 Modern Manners for Today's Teens. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's yeah. so great. I know something like what we were talking about earlier, when the kids come over from school, you know, how is your day? Like if the yes or no questions, you cannot ask the yes or no questions. I remember years ago, I printed like these silly little questions. So every time we sit down, like you have to like answer this weird question just so they can like start talking. Mm -hmm. So something else that we just have recently done, um, which we love is tell me two good things of your day and one either bad or not so good. Right. So they can see the difference that it's not always, you know, just happy and wonderful. Yeah. Like my friend said that was whatever ugly, or I did this to someone and I felt bad or whatever yeah. it is that we can like start talking and discussing, but we are for sure getting those 52 Yay. because it doesn't matter what age, like my oldest just turned 22 yesterday all the way down to six and it doesn't matter what their ages are they all need to be either learning it for the first time or reiterating like you yeah. said they need to be continually taught that that totally. earbuds like you can't have your That's earbuds yep. in your in your ears and like trying to have a conversation no. like when it's i say polite. whatever your name is whatever child like you need to talk to me oh yeah. my gosh these kids it's funny i've had like quite a few women who are like my husband needs these yeah. we're putting them <laughs> on our table like and so but honestly every time i do one it's like a nice check for me even yes. as an adult yes like okay am i putting my phone down when someone is trying to have a conversation with me at the checkout line like yes. am i doing that i'm sure there's exceptions to the rule most of the time I should put my phone away and give somebody aware. an eye yes. contact, yes. you know, I love attention. That. So I love that. So what is next? What is the next big thing that you, that Brooke Romney writes is doing? Goodness. This is it. Like we're focusing <laughs> on this. Then you have a break after yeah, this. <laughs> right, right now I'm in like the depths of helping people with college essays. Oh. So as soon as I get through that and the, and like shipping my book out, oh my um, I guess we'll move on. I was time out for women was supposed to start. Um, they've postponed it until 2022. Oh, so crossing shoot. my fingers that, you know, we can 
figure out this virus and get oh back to gosh. like large gatherings. Are there events. other speaking events that you have booked or that are planning on doing? So I am mostly just small ones like for stakes and um, okay. I did a lot of girls camps and Very youth fun. conferences and things like and that's that. That's great. So, but yeah, all really ages, fun. big or small, moms yeah. or younger kids. It's been really they fun. All, yes, they all need to be reminded because I, again, it's like not only important for us to learn that like if we continue to remind ourselves then we're more aware of it and our kids that's how the kids learn the best is just totally. watching what we do and if we're like looking at our phone uh-huh uh-huh that's great okay sounds good they're gonna do that exactly right you know right back yeah. oh my gosh this is so great yeah that's so great well i so appreciate you coming in here Thank and you. chatting with us so one fun. last question for yeah. you what does it mean to you to be a thirsty mom so this is a really interesting question. <laughs> One I've never thought about till just now. Um, but to be a thirsty mom for me, I think means like being unsatisfied with where I'm at and not in a bad way, not in like a perfectionist way, but just always being excited for what's next and like sharing that excitement with our kids. Like I love making sure they realize like if you don't like what's going on right now, you have the power to change. So. If you don't like what's happening, change your story, change your life, change your opportunity. And so I think being thirsty just means being willing to, to make a change, to go after something you love, and to not beat yourself up in the process, not be sad that you're not where you wanna be, but just be excited for the next step. 